Good morning on this Friday. Woo! Friday, March 22nd, 2019. Another morning of the Lord. Another day. Praise the Lord uh, for His uh, compassion, His mercies uh, are new every morning, they're fresh every morning. Thank you for the rest that He's given us, whether long or short. I prefer long myself, but that's maybe a fleshy nature. Uh, Hope everyone is blessed. Hope everybody is finding you blessed. And that, um, back in 2017, actually, what's funny? <laughs> the Lord like first laid upon this upon my heart or in my spirit on July 4th. That's kind of ironic. Independence Day, and it's the topic of uh, the evilness and deception of uh, debt. <laughs> uh, yeah. By the way, this is gonna sting uh, all of us. That are truly of you. Give me quite a bit of verses. I'm going to plus he uh, allowed me to go to some secular, very worldly sites. Uh, obviously, there's not a lot out there that you can research anymore because the 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 prince of this world, the temper prince of the world, that will be allowed to reign for those seven years, or rather three and a half of those seven years until he. He sits in the temple, the new temple that will be built, and declare he's God. Yeah, right. That's literally when it, the old, really unbiblical term saying all hell breaks loose. No, it's, it is unbiblical because that line is not in scripture. <laughs> but it will appear like it to those that will be living on this earth. But uh, I'll praise to Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ, that... Uh, those who are, those of us that are genuinely His, will be uh, yanked out of the way, pulled out of the way, on that day. Keep watching, keep looking up when we see, when we continue to watch the media, what's going on, because Jesus is getting ready to come. But, whew. okay, thank you for that commercial break. You know, that has been a, you know, unpaid commercial break. You and we thank, uh, thank you for it now. Okay. One of the verses we're going to, I guess we're going to go ahead and start with, uh, there's some, a lot of warnings in there about debt. Um, and it's always very interesting um, when the Lord reveals this stuff and why it uh, it's not so. First of all, it's probably sound to... Going into, I got an app on my phone called the Free Dictionary. It seems to be more from Britain because a lot of the definition from Britain, which you remember, most of us Americans are from uh, Britain, uh, from Europe out there. What it, so whatever that means, I don't know. It's it gave like three or four definitions or five definitions. So let me just see what it says. Something old, such as dollars or goods or services, you know, just like for myself uh, blessed with this accounting and bookkeeping and a little bit of a tax practice basic tax practice um, when somebody agrees to provide for me uh, provide me a salary or a uh, a monthly uh, payment uh, for services rendered then basically I owe that customer that client a debt I have to fulfill it out there you know, the same when employers say okay we're going to give you $12 an hour out there you know, you know 
they're not giving you twelve dollars an hour to sit on your butt or smoke cigarettes. They're giving you to work, and of course, because of the the original sin back in the garden of Adam and Eve, work now is not supposed to be sitting around, sitting on your butt, feet up on the desk out there. You know, taking it easy out there, barking orders out there. Um, for those that are in that position out there, or just doing nice little easy easy job out there you're taking it easy making it making a five or six hour job uh, become nine or ten hours basically steal from your employer no 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 we're supposed to work hard remember you know yeah yes that cur- that's actually became a curse because working it again because of sin that's the consequence of sin and we're all affecting it that's pretty the only one that has been inherited generation to generation it's not that God is necessarily you know, supports generational curses, but that is that one sin that has carried down from Adam and Eve. We are all descendants of Adam and Eve, period. We can't deny it. We can go through our, um, 23, what is it, 23 and Me or whatever, that stupid money, greedy, webpage, love of money website that is useless. I tell you, if you want to know where we came from, open the Bible. Chapter 2, Genesis 2, period. We're all descendants. So the next, another thing, the next time we, you know, we try and claim African American or Caucasian or Hispanic to say, well, you know, well, no, I'm from this area, I'm from this region, that's myself. Technically, we're all related through Adam and Eve from God, you know, God is the one that formed each and every one of us in our mama's wombs, whether we were brought forth, um, by the sin of fornication, it doesn't matter. God allowed us to be in that purpose for a time. What does he want to say to us? How does he want to use it? Okay, that was another commercial break. Um, but the biblical end of the debt was, you know, go back to Hebrews, uh, Strong's number 5378. It's, it says it's the primitive root, and I don't understand fully Strong's. I still struggle with that. You know, identical with another strong one before. Through the idea of imposition. To lend on interest. God is always against usury, which is interest. He's not for it at all. We can't justify it. Uh, We can follow Satan's lead and allow him to pull scripture out of context. Focus on one verse and just make it work for what we want to say. Don't do that. By implication... To done for debt. Fully what that means. Basically usury. Are you charging in usury? Let's go ahead and look at that. 5377. To lead astray. To delude. To seduce. Ooh. I never saw that before. Okay that was a commercial break. Uh, Go back to Proverbs. 22.7. The rich rules over the poor. Let me go. I want to get rid of the King James here. I want to get something a little bit easier. Um, the rich rules over the poor, and the borrower is slave to lender. Basically, that's what we are. We're, we're when we take on a debt. I've been in debt, you know, um, because of something that I thought I needed, something I wanted. God's not gonna lay on us unless He's getting ready to set us into captivity. You know, what basically what are we doing when we want a debt? This is oh, we have to get this car. I said, okay. If we fear the Lord, if we trust God, and we know that 
we're God's children now, that we're saved, we're born again. Is he not able to provide? Again, he always constantly warns us not to practice usury, not to charge interest on somebody. You take and say, okay, that's a $2,000 car. You know, if you give me, you know, 3% interest out there, you know, over, say, a year. I thought you just said the car's $2,000. Do the math. We all got a calculator on our phones. See what you paid for. Wait a minute. So in other words, you're going to make a profit on a used car that declines in value. That's a big one. You got car dealers out ship that are going to hear that's going to get cut to the heart. When you get cut to the heart, that just means go before God who you just sinned, who you've been sinning against and repent and confess. Turn from it. Don't do it no more. Stop it. All of us to do that when we charge for services. Don't just say, well, you know, yeah, yeah, you're gonna pay monthly services because our bills are monthly. We're not gonna say, okay, I'm gonna bill you yearly. Or I'm gonna bill you at the beginning or bill you at the end. If you bill at the beginning and something happens where you lose everything, you still owe that money to get back or you owe the, you technically you owe the services. Like for me, the bookkeeping. I'd rather go to the end. Notice we get paid at the end of the week or two weeks or monthly. You have us paid monthly. That took some budgeting. Um, and that one, it's just like, I'd rather do the work and trust God's going to put upon that person's heart and say, now you owe him the money. Uh, him or her the money. I'd rather not say we give the money in advance. We don't know what could happen. We could have to move and then we have to scramble to pay back that money. Uh it's just like, think of the injustices on that one. Look at that one. It's just like, again, the lender, especially now the usury in Nehemiah, when God laid it upon his heart to go and rebuild the temple, that was going to become the second temple. The Solomon's was the first temple. Before that, they were actually contented when serving God in the tents, and God was contented with it. He just says, I own all the heavens and earth anyways because I created it. I said to myself, it doesn't work kind of a building out there. He gives us those structures to keep, like, today it's raining. Uh, opening snowing. Uh, to keep the rain off our heads. Same thing with structural overs. It could be that you live in a family member's house to also be there, to not be lazy and just go to work, but to help. That's just like when we get elder parents, they helped us growing up, hopefully. Some of them like that. You know, God still turned that around to say, okay, they're not going to help. We're going to help you. But that don't mean we turn around. Eventually we help them. I said, why should I help them? They didn't help me. Are you right with God now? Yes. Then you're commanded. Forgive first. Let it go. Let God trust he's going to do that. Let him use you to bring them to salvation. Then you're maybe parents and child, but you're also servant. Forgiveness. Got to start with God first. We ask God for forgiveness. God, I sinned against you. I've been rebelling against you all my life. That's it. Another one. Same thing with rich and poor. In our God's eyes, we're all the same. When the unsaved, the unbelievers that have refused to repent through all the way, all the way through the entire life, the dead, um, stand before God, the judgment seat. They don't have, we have Jesus Christ when we stand before God, uh, the Father, uh, and our judgment seat where ours is not for salvation any longer or entrance into heaven. 
Jesus will be standing with us and by our side as our attorney, as our lawyer. Those that refuse to receive Jesus Christ on that last day over in Revelation 20, uh, 21, I believe, 2021, without looking, uh, stands before him on that day. Jesus ain't gonna be there. He's gonna be, they're gonna be standing, they can't say, wait a minute, can I get my lawyer? I've no. You're standing before God. Matter of fact, your lawyer may be coming up behind you, or he may have already gone through. Him or her may fall too. So, we're not gonna be able to pay enough. We're gonna stand equally. You're gonna have a rich person and a poor person that refuse to receive Jesus Christ, His salvation. The free gift of His grace, salvation. To come in and take, Lord, save me. Repent from the old way that we're walking, the old fleshly nature, to receive Jesus Christ. No attorney. It's you and God. Eyeball to eyeball. Well, he may be higher. Um, at that point, you're gonna see him, not as savior, but you're gonna see him, uh, as the righteous judge. But he's gonna base on his righteousness, not ours. We can't say, okay, well, you, God's ones are too stringent. No, they're not. They're simple. In Christ Jesus now, it's all obeyed. That's why, yeah, his words are still a commandment, but we don't no longer see him as a commandment, as a burden. We just, he knows the right way. He knows how to do business. He knows how to, uh, walk in marriage. He knows how to, uh, treat your spouse up there. He knows, he knows everything. He knows how to work. He knows how to lead others. If we just listen to him. Yeah, we could be looking at the Bible and say, yeah, there are a list of commandments. No, it's speaking about God. It's giving us the first, eternal life. John seventeen three is uh, So the same thing, the rich rule over the poor, that, that, that's debt. Why do we want to put something in debt? Just so we can make a profit. Another definition. It's an obligation or liability. Okay, I kind of said that. Condition of owing or financial instrument. See, all this is worldly stuff. This is, this is coming from the world. It's just like, you know, we're coming from God, just like the rich rule over the poor. Basically, that's what they're doing. The rich is the one that has the goods. Now, we have the word of God. We're not going to charge somebody to give them, the, to present the gospel. The God, we can, Jesus lived the gospel because he lived it through it. The gospel is, as we know, the truth of Jesus Christ is that God came down in the form of Jesus, in the Son, Jesus Christ. To this earth. One. He spoke repentance. He didn't come down just to feed people. Feed the flesh. Yes, that's a part of it. Because these fleshy bodies do need physical food. They do need sleep. They do need rest. You know, they were designed like that. They're just dust of the earth. Even the earth needs occasional rest. To always dig it up. Put up a big new. Put some concrete in the ground. To put up a big new building. Big fancy buildings. Go take it up there. That's sin. This land even had to rest to a point. The farm when we. Um, that's why. For those farmers. Those who raised the farmers. Or family members were farmers. We plant a garden. Eventually that garden's got to be harvested. So everything's going to die. Eventually during the winter season. Once the harvest is done. That land is resting. Through the winter season. Now those of us that were born and raised up in the north. We prefer the winter season. You know, It's there for a purpose. Now that those of us in Christ. We're thankful for it. But we prefer it to be shorter. Or send it south. <laughs> to my, my brothers and sisters down there. 
Yeah, I said that. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, but even in the south, it may not be as cold. Or even in the west, in southern California, we think the average temperature I heard is in San Diego. I don't know if it's accurate or not because I've never been past Colorado. Um, but I've obviously I've ran across many people, many friends that have been there. Um, even that, there's still a season when once the harvest is done, they may, you know, they're not going to be able to plant more on that land until that winter season comes through and nothing can be built up and grow. Now, that's when that land is being preserved. That's another lesson there that may come up mind because I'm getting convicted here. Um, but that's exactly what they're doing. The rich of some, if they, well, I got the house that you, you want. But you're going to pay my price. That's unjust weights and measures. Nowhere in scripture can we justify, say, wow, the house, the house by the ocean. Not even, most of y'all know I lived in Myrtle Beach. It says, like, I've seen housing prices on there. Nowhere in scripture can we ethically and morally and biblically, okay, that should have been first, justify saying, well, if the house is right on the shore, then it's worth more. Man, that's, you know, what kind of, that's demonic teaching. A house is a house. The only thing that will make it be increased value is, um, possibly is the, the size of it. Where it's at means nothing. Now, what's stupid to take a wasteland and build a house on it or take a swamp Throw some dirt in it and cover it up. No, that's called sin. Actually, there's a, you know eventually it's going to come out. But, however, you could take an old farmland. If you're just buying land cheap, waiting for the owner to die off and then go for the years that already have their land, somebody's going to convict that. That's, a, you know, that's taking advantage of an individual. I'm seeing that in the community where I'm currently at. There's a uh, park manager that's misusing, on occasion, doing his job to a point, but he's misusing and abusing his position so his children can come in and get get homes on the cheap. Just fix some external stuff. We used to praise that, saying that's it's a good thing God gave him that talent. No, that's sin. Outright, stop calling that good. Stop calling that good business sense. We need to step away from that and say, that's not of God. You're taking advantage of an elderly person that's either died, the heirs that can't come back, whatever. You're taking advantage of them because you got money, you got the connections in the court, you've made contributions to political campaigns or whatnot just so you can get favor. You just, you're slapping God, almighty God in the face, and all that stuff is gonna be brought back up unless you repent before Jesus Christ. Read about Zacchaeus in John chapter 19. I dare you if you get any guts. Then we're going down to Proverbs, yes, am I upset? Yes. Have I committed some of these things? Well, I've never been ultra wealthy, but yes. I have priced up when I've sold Vehicles, 
you know, when I was able to get another one, um, and when I needed a newer one or whatever, needed something else, I've sold stuff. How I price the stuff, if I price it using this world standards, weights and measures, NADA, KBB, they're all unethical. Zillow, you know, for real estate end of it, they're all using man's fancy language to price stuff. Instead of get on your face saying, Lord, who needs this? Who have you given the talent to make whatever necessary repairs? Tell them what's wrong with it. Don't hide it. Saying, one, I can't fix it. I don't have a full knowledge. But I need this vehicle. <coughs> a lot of times, once you try saying, what is it worth to you? But don't let them overpay. <laughs> Says, you know what? Mileage still affects. Then you also got an unjust, <coughs> another taking advantage of automobiles. Um, look at that NADA. Look at KBB sites. <coughs> you can see that saying, well, if you're selling to a dealer, they lower the price. Uh, for a trade-in, they're gonna get, they're gonna say it's worth less. <laughs> you sell it to a private individual or a friend of yours, they'll say, the world is saying you should sell it for this price. What's your heart say? What's your spirit? Matter of fact, better yet, get right with God and ask Him, God, what is worth it? You're going to find out everything you own is worth a lot less. <clears throat> everything that <coughs> going to be burned out. When the love of money is in us. I'm saying that one because God says the love of money is the root of, the love of money is the root of evil. Not money, per se. When we want it more. When that one has got a hold of us, when that one's a stronghold, a dwelling place, then every decision we make, every thought we have, even when we open the scriptures, it's all gonna taint the way. That's why when, I just read David this morning, when he committed fornication, adultery, man, there was so many lists of sins. And he was a man after God's heart. Still is actually. Well now he's with God. But he's still after us out. Uh, and God still forgave him. But he had to be brought to that place of repentance. Uh, and he had to deal with the consequences. The rest of his days on earth. Uh, were they sins any longer? No. God took him away once he sent Nathan over to say. Point out his sins to him. And God already knew he was going to repent. And confess. Because deep down he loved the God. But every decision he made from that night up on the roof, he lusted after her. He sent her. He used his kingly power, royal power, executive power, to take something that wasn't his to begin with. Ahab did the same thing, and his wife, Jezebel, false teacher, did it too. Uh, and others have done it, and many are doing it today. They're abusing their power. To take what is not theirs. And it's usually taken from the poor. Uh, 16. This is a warning from God to everyone that oppresses the poor. Everyone is taken advantage of. There is a warning for the community. the Those that were over the community of Williamstown. That oppressed them. That mis abused their power to kick out the people of the spruces. That are propagating a lie. 
that many people are deceptively falling for it. The only ones that aren't falling for it are true believers in Jesus Christ that have been given that discernment, discerning spirit. And it's not our spirit, it's theirs. Whoever presses the, whoever presses the poor to increase his own wealth or gives to the rich to keep them rich, to maintain their level of standard will only come to poverty. It may not be until the end of your life when you say, I'm going to hell for what? I says, cause you, you didn't receive me. You disobeyed me. Every time we make a decision based on the love of money, we sin against God. Every time we take advantage of somebody else, every time we misprice something higher than it's worth in God's eyes, what is God saying? What is the Lord God saying? We have to learn to hear His voice once we receive Him. We still have to learn it. Does that mean we're gonna li- listen to it, obey it every day? Unfortunately, no. There is not, I don't care, you can be the most spiritual person ever. You can be the most obedient ever. We're tempted all on the same level, the flesh. And sometimes, on occasion, we will not say, okay, I know this is a temptation for God. It looks good. It feels good. Uh, It sounds good. With that temptation, especially for believers, Jesus Christ is right there. He's the way of escape. We look at it. Most of the time we will. And the more we grow into that, does that stop Satan and his workers and his, from tempting us? No, don't stop it. He'll just flank around us. Dang. I lost another one. Uh, no, he'll just come around. There'll be a weakness. We'll be getting comfortable where we're at. We'll be sitting in our home in our lazy boy chair. I do like that, by the way. Uh, we'll be sitting. Now we'll become lazy. We won't warn the spirit. We won't labor in prayer. We won't intercede for it. We'll get comfortable. It says, Lord, thank you for all that you've given us. All that you've given me. Oh, man, oh, thank you for this comfort. Uh, we'll get comfortable in our jobs. We'll get comfortable where we're at. We'll stop moving for a season. And then something will happen. Boom. God will shake us up again. This is, uh, son, daughter, mm-mm, come on. I need you over here. I need to go over here. And this is, I got comfortable. We'll have children and we'll take our eyes off of God. Not necessarily everybody does that, by the way. Whatever. We'll get things. We'll be given a nice thing saying, I didn't say you were going to have that for the rest of your life. I didn't say I wanted you to have for the rest of your life. I'm the rest of your life. You're going to spend an eternity with me. Know me. Get to know me. Follow me. Oh baby, tell others so they can know me. So we can add to, so I can add to the body. We don't add to the body. We have no abilities to add to the body. We have no nothing. Our only ability is to know Jesus Christ and we share with what we know. What, what he speaks to us in prayer, we're speaking in public. When he comes in the dark, we go in our prayer closets. That's why we gotta be more listening. We're not just there to lift up other people to speak, to let our voice be heard. I don't like my voice actually. It's just like, but ministers in the pulpit are given a, given a voice so they can speak what God tells them to speak. So many have become comfortable even there too. It's no longer what God wants to say, it's what they want to say. Ow. That temptation's there. It's called comfort. So, same thing with uh, the evilness in, of debt. We can become comfort. 
other things, you know, some other verses that are out there. Took my history here. So I looked it up here. Remember what John said, uh, what, over in John 17, uh, 14. You know, this was Jesus praying back to the Father just before he went to the cross. Um, went through the suffering and the flagging and whatnot out there, you know, to give it up. I have given them your word. That's all he did. He came down to, to give the word. He's, remember, Jesus is still God. He was God then. You know, he always was. That's why he's one. He was in the beginning because he created it. Everything by him, 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 and through him. Uh, the world has hated them. Is the world liking you? Or is the world hating you? You trying to get the world to like you? The world is the loss. It's not necessarily an earth because this earth's gonna pass away. Everything we see in our, before our eyes is, it's going away. In time. You know, Actually, cars were out. These bodies were out. I hope I don't get a uh, a big belly in, in, in my new body. Um, because they are not of the world anymore. These are believers. Just as I am not of the world. Jesus was getting ready to leave and go back to his throne. Which is where he's at now. Spiritually, now he, he abides in us. He draws us to himself. In prayer. And by prayer. That's what prayer is supposed to be. He's drawn us to himself, so we always come to him. It's We run to him, we come to him when we have a need. God, is this, you know my needs before I ask. He wants us to ask because that's the kind of father he is. You know, you know some some didn't grow up with that kind of a physical father. Um, God knows that. He does want to save your dad. There are some that grew up without a mom. Um... Uh, some grown both those are the orphans. It's those of us that are actually called to care caretake for them, to help them along the way. Not to just keep giving them money out there, you know, just so they can go out and do whatever they want. It's to lead them down the right path. The right path is the narrow path. It's to point them towards Jesus, to speak verbally about Jesus and also to live it too. If we're going out chasing money, chasing them, taking advantage of other people, that's what we're teaching our kids. If we're going out there Price, you know, only go after the high salaries to get the degrees, go out degrees out there, and we're not teaching and living the Word of God. We teach the Word of God, but we also need to be living it too. We don't, there's nothing in the Scripture, I can't stand when people say live the Gospel. Jesus lived the Gospel, because He came to earth to suffer and die for the sins of all humanity. Ah! At the world. Bible my word, at as the world, but when he's looking at the world, he's not looking at this earth, he's looking at the people. As us, me and you. We all need it. Suffer and die on the cross, be buried, and the third day rise again, and four days later go, he returned back to us all. He's the only one that came down and went back. Now, through that sacrifice, it's through him, through the cross, we come to him. We, Technically and figuratively do the same thing. But we don't live that because we're not, yeah, we're gonna be suffering like he did, finish up his suffering, but we're not gonna have to be nailed to a cross. Some may. Peter and his wife both were. Um, you know, some church history says it. Some have perverted it. We don't know the truth. We'll just wait and when we see Peter in heaven, we'll ask him. <laughs> when we see him and his wife in heaven, cause we know they're in heaven now. Because they remained faithful to Jesus and they obeyed him the whole time. Um, any of us are going to have to... Jesus ain't saying we're going to be... We will be hated. We may get slapped and we may get punched in the eye because of the name of Jesus. So, you can't take a punch. 
Some struggle to pay for you. They may punch you again. You got some countries, they'll kill you if we come to Jesus. But, don't water it down. Jesus still, he suffered and died for you as he did me. I'm just as, I was just as much a sinner as you are equal. You didn't commit no more, you may commit Hitler and we think, oh man, look at the sins he did. I didn't do nothing. We're still a sinner. We're equal as far as that goes. We all sinned against God. We need Jesus Christ. We need him today to live, to price everything right. That would need to be heard. But with that next verse in there, with that John one, it's going to go along with uh, the Proverbs ones, and then James 4. Um, because we're no longer of this world, how can we say, uh, this is going along with, when we buy a house, we agree to sign a mortgage, go say for 15, 20, or 30 years, since it's a different one, are you positive? You absolutely positive you're gonna stay in that location, or you think you're gonna sell it. Do the math, uh, most of the time it comes with it on the cars, when we sign that retail, you know, purchase an agreement it'll say okay you, you think you're buying that car for thirty thousand thirty thousand dollars say for instance look at the bottom in the finer print it's going to break out at the end of the term if you go all the way now cars usually you know three five seven years whatever you can pay a little bit quicker save a little bit more it'll tell you that thirty thousand dollar car at the end of the payments staying right on task making those payments um it's more or less by the time you get done that $30,000 car is, that's off the top of my head, obviously. It's been years since I bought a car that way. Um, God has provided it in his timing when the need, when he knew the need was there. Somehow he's provided it. Um, that car became, will become probably $50,000. However, the true value of that car, choosy zero. Manufacturers, because they got the love of money and they're doing the work of Satan, because they're still in his hand, have priced those cars out of their man. They know every one of those cars are going to be zero value. There's a very demonic teaching that's in the car automotive industry, um, and it's so foolish to think, oh, well, they'll decline, but 30, 40 years down the road, they'll become classics. Man, those that believe that, Fall on your face before Almighty God and repent. You are deceived, being blinded by Satan. Period. You can get mad at me, send me emails. You, I take it and I'm still gonna pray for you. You are sinning against God. Period. You can show me justifications. Try it. I got a. I've been entrusted with a four-year kind degree plus about forty years of actual work experience. I put in pictures. I failed. There were successes. I give all glory to God for those 40 plus years. But they cannot be discounted at all. Can you pick out the end of it? Oh yeah. Matter of fact, I'll tell you where I'm screwed up many times. I sit there and list it. It's all been given over to Jesus Christ now. I hope. If there's anything that is, I want to do it. Um, but when we choose to do that, James 4, 13 to 14, come now. Because this is where people that were going, you know, this is what worldly people were saying in God's response to it. Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town. Again, this is the ESV version. And spend a year there and trade and make a profit. 
There's nothing wrong with making a profit. Matter of fact, if you have a business or even an organization, you should be making a little bit extra, obviously, or at least break it even out there. You know, so they're covering your personal expenses and your staff members, you know, that are under you or whatever. Yeah, because you won't be able to be a business very long if you can't pay your bills. Um, so yeah, there's got to be a profit motive in there and, and pay taxes. Ooh, a lot of getting cut on that one. Yet, verse 14, you do not know what tomorrow will bring. Jesus tells us clearly in his word, we don't know if we're even going to be here tomorrow. Only he, only the Father knows the day of our death. One of those things that got my attention was as a board member for an organization. And at that temporary time, short time, boy, I hated that time. When they had to appoint me interim president. Never don't want to do that again unless it's God's will. I still fight. I'll be like Moses. I'll be arguing with them. Say, eh, I usually lose. But what is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. The only thing God never intended that to be is in a marital relationship. No matter what, whether we're believers or not, when we commit in a marriage, we're standing before God, we're husband and wife, we just made a vow before the, vow before the Lord. Are we ready to break that vow? Mm. Maybe that's why I'm not married. Um, dang, wrong one. Uh, other verse. This is another warning to those of the James 2. Six, but you who have dishonored the poor man are not the rich, the ones who oppress you, and the ones who drag you into court. Yeah, go ahead. Don't pay you. Don't pay bill. You may lose a job or something may happen uh, where you can no longer work again. Um, you can get injured. You miss one payment. The wealthy that. Overprice that product, car otherwise. Not only are they going to come and take possession of it, you're going to be living on the street. They will, cause, because they own the judges. The judges, same one. Some judges will take offense on that. Go to the scripture first. Are you showing favor? You're showing partiality in your decision making to those that have money. Because they're your friends at the country club. They're your friends outside. Some may even be friends at your church to speak. Are you sure, or are you equally in doing what you're actually supposed to be doing? Listen to both sides. What good is taking somebody to court? Believers aren't, that's why we're told in Corinthians not to deal, you know, we're not to take anybody to court because that's a human means of doing things. We just go before God and say, okay God, that's just, they took money from me. They didn't pay. Lord, it was all your money. I shouldn't have given it to them. Repent for that decision. Lord, perhaps they needed it. Got it. Lord, use it. If they need it, bless them with a the position, whatever. Just ask God to bless them. Watch what he does. That loss that you experience is going to go away. You're not even going to look at it. You're not even going to think about it anymore. You're not even going to want it. God has a way of... Turning things around. Let's look at other areas. Let's look at some questions. 
another one, I don't even know this website existed. Again, this is 2017, realsimple.com. It's just like, I, it may not even be existing anymore. I didn't check it this morning. You know, why are we in debt? A lot of the words and my handwriting sucks sometimes. Um, we desire temporary happiness. These are world examples. The scriptures already said why we want it. You know, God tells us He wants us. He wants to give us a house. You know, provide for us a house. The money will be there. I just watched again. I'm getting so convicted, but also encouraged by the brother George Mueller. He served about, served and housed approximately almost, you know, hundreds of thousands of orphans. No debt. Buildings were built. He didn't tell nobody his need. He didn't fundraise, so to speak. He trusted 100% by faith, the word of God, who is Jesus Christ, on him. When God laid something by the heart, he spent much time in prayer and Bible study. Prayer and reading his Bible. Didn't look at, <clears throat> didn't consult other people. I'm sure God raised up others to pray when he needed it. God provided the food for the kids and them and him and his wife uh, right on time. God is always an on-time God. Rarely early, rarely late. But his timing is not always ours. He may make us wait to get us to trust him. To burn out of us any impatience because he wants to be patient. I ain't got that yet. So I can definitely attest to that one. So I, I can't help you on that one. So help us be patient. You gotta ask God because I can't help you on that one. Um, without money down, we're going back to that again. We're not learning the same lessons. American debt in 2012 is American debt. This was back in 2012. It's worse now. The government is the biggest advocate. They'll spend something. Everybody, the, the government is not our employer. The government is not our provider. The government is not our protector. Jesus Christ is to be our protector. The body of Christ is supposed to be the one that's supposed to be helping those that are in need. God at one time was giving to the body of Christ to help others. And through that helping others, through that obedience... We ourselves get covered also. We get food. We get the covering. That needs to be took to bat. There was debt numbers is back in 2012 again, according to this thing. It's $8.5 trillion in mortgages. $1 trillion in student loan debts. Trillion. I don't even know what a trillion is. I've seen those that have a million. I haven't seen nobody have a trillion now. I've read stories about billionaires. Yeah, look at the way a lot of them made their money. Some of them made it by hard work, but once they got to the point where, then it became exploitation. The love of money got a hold of them. Um, 789 roughly billion in credit card debt. This was back in 2012. You know, some of the reasons that these writers said, we're not great at visualizing money that doesn't take up space in our wallets. In other words, we're spending stuff. You know, if we want to get, uh, if we only have a couple of bucks, most of the rich, most of the wealthy will not carry a lot of money in their wallet. So they'll be able to say, oh man, I don't have any money to give you. Everything is by plastic. Everything is by debit cards. Everything is by transfers over. Because they don't want to have to give. They don't want to have to carry money in there so they can help somebody out. They can see somebody need food. 
It, now it's kind of, it is foolish nowadays to give people money out there. You know, one, you gotta be willing to work. And stop letting Satan twist, twist that verse to saying those are, you know, I've heard so many demonic inspired preachers, devil inspired preachers that quote a second Thessalonians verse saying, you know, if you don't, if you don't work, you don't eat. Why don't you open the Bible and actually read it? That verse says if you're not willing to work. And this is killing me right now. Not to be the place of earning. But when you got a boss that's in darkness. A boss that's a sinner. boss that's found Satan is power hungry. That only wants her way. Doing things the way she wants. Uh, or he wants. There's bosses out there out there. When they're set away. God will have us be there for a season. To be his vessel of light, exposing the sin, so they can see the need for Jesus Christ. Not to condemn them, but to say, you're wrong. You're doing Satan's work. You're in his hand. This is the right way to do it. The person's not resisting you. You tell the person what they're doing, it's done. You got some that are lazy, you tell what they're doing. They made to get it done. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Servants of God, we just need to be told once, this is what I need done. I need this financial statement. Or I need this area cleaned. Or I need this, uh, um, you got an emergency that needs to be cleaned up. Do it. We get it done. That's it. We don't have to be told several times. We don't have to say, well, you got to do it somewhere. No, it's like, no. We know which way to do it. And it's done. And it's done correctly. It glo- it's done per God's standards. And it's done correctly. And it's safely. And the appearance is good. It could be a barber haircut. It's just like, we know how to do, it's just, I just want a little bit of trim. I want a little off the top, a little off the sides. And for Christians, it's done. God's entrusted with that skill. For accountants, accounting professionals, booking professionals, we know the right way to do it. The IRS gives you 28,000 million different ways. Okay, that was sarcasm. Um, and we figure out, okay, this is the God's way to do it. This is the right way to do it. You make this much money? That's what you owe. Pay your taxes. You're living in this world, but not of this world, but you still gotta pay your taxes. You make this kind of money, everybody else pays taxes, you gotta do it too. Stop trying to pawn out the taxes on those and down and get deductions. Now, this is a way to save in the stewardship, but you know, you're not gonna justify that one. You make this money, do it. But yeah. We forget about the little things. We forget back to this one and we visualize. We don't take, if it don't, we don't see it in our wallet. So many things in scripture too. We're living by the flesh instead of calling the spirit. Saying, oh man, I really want that thing. Well, I'm there. I need that big wedding. Weddings were a joke. Too bad big wedding, big marriages, ceremonies are no longer in there except for the rich. And that was the rich that was, um, the wedding at Cana. They give all those people wine and drink to get them drunk out there to have a good time. Party, celebrate with them. They can celebrate with them. But the bride and groom or the families shouldn't have to pay it. I said, what you just bring everybody together? What's wrong with that? Go to the church. You know, preacher uh, acknowledges before God. Okay, they're coming together as one in Christ Jesus. Um, they're believers. Um, we're going to live as one. You know, when we disagree, we're gonna take it to God. You know, sorry, I'm, I can only go a, a Christian marriage. I can't go secular anymore. Some are just gonna say, okay, yeah, we're agree to get married. I'm tired of you. Goodbye. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm gonna leave that one to that one. That's another time. 
But you're seeing it now. People, you're understanding it. You understand the concept, what we're doing. Did you really need that big house? The guy really said, go ahead and you're going to stay there for 30 years. I doubt it. Not with the James verses I just read. Not with the um, John chapter 17 verse I just read. We don't know where it's going to go. This may be our last day. He's going to sign out a mortgage and then guess what? You're giving God a reproach because that debt's not going to get paid off. We just took money, we bought a house out there and then we're dead. Or he took us home. Or the rapture occurs. I said, man, all these, they, they claim the name of Jesus out there and they leave all this debt here. They don't pay the bills. Now God can still able to raise up somebody else to, to buy that home out there and just cover the debt. And he does when he's ready for it, you know, when he gets you out of trouble, but there's going to be consequences to it. You got to live with it for a season, and it may be years. When we get ourselves in debt, when God's ready for us to move, and he says, God, I'm so stupid, I didn't listen to you, I didn't say, okay, Lord, how long am I going to be here? Any man that more likely he won't tell you how long you're going to be here, but he's going to say, it could be tomorrow. Are you going to be obedient? So knowing we could go away tomorrow, why are we going to lock ourselves into one area? I was engaged with Mary once out there, and I remember one line before we got married. I'm not going to go that detail on that one. She says, honey, I'll live anywhere with you. It don't matter. Wherever wherever we go, wherever you need to go to get work out there, you But then, of course, uh, probably about a month or so later, there was a qualification thrown in and said, I'll live anywhere with you but Charlotte. And, but I wasn't hearing that stuff anymore. I was just fixated on her, her beauty, her personality. Was I still singing? And was she still singing? The inconsistencies? The areas that, it says, am I willing to overlook that area? You don't overlook it, you work through it. I said, you're gonna find two perfect people? Is everything right about them? I says, no. Usually more like it when God brings two people together. And to say God doesn't bring people together, you just, you just spoke the words of the devil. That's just like, do you mean, when you look at a house, when you look at a car, why do you need a big vehicle? Now, yeah, if God is calling you to ministry, then you're gonna need probably a van. Like, I needed a van. I said, everybody says, why don't you just get a nice, small, simple car? He also needed it because he knew I was gonna be living in it for a few seasons. That was the most blessed time than a lot of people I know. God bless that experience that I can't even explain fully. I don't understand fully, but I can't even, but I can't fully explain it. Some know what I'm talking about because God has revealed that to them or maybe took them through similar situations, but that was one of the most blessed seasons in my walk with Jesus Christ that increased my faith and trust in Him as ever before. All glory to God for that one. Was part of that a consequence of not listening to him? Yeah, unfortunately, I will attest to that. Other examples. You got bad debt. There's another one, mortgage one. You know, assuming, again, I used 2017 days because that's when he gave it to us. Look at a home mortgage. Fixed rate, using 5% down, 30 years. It's just like, I can't, I think I did 270000 or maybe one seventy. dollars Again. I wrote clear, but I made a correction that it using a monthly principal of nine twelve, not counting insurance, taxes, utilities, food, um, etc. Buy your Netflix so you can watch movies. Sometimes that's good. 
Dakota pay down a home after the end of 30 years. I mean, that's if you go all the way and you make the payments, maybe a little over roughly 328. Knowing everything in this is going to go away. That's the biggest lie builders, financial institutions, and even sellers, private sellers, are making you believe. They're going to say, well, yeah, I think it'll be that. Everything's going to appreciate. Man, that's another demonic lie with debt. There are real estate agents. There are home builders that have gotten wealthy on the devil's lie in them. Mm. I'm getting convicted. That's, again, same thing. You're going to stay there for 30 years? What's going to happen to the neighborhood? You're sure, that, you're sure the values in that neighborhood are going to stay up? Neighborhoods can change in a heartbeat. At one point, people got tired of the cities. They moved out of the suburbs. Now, the younger people are moving back to the cities. So that means stuff in the suburbs are going to go down. Uh, we don't know what's in the neighborhood. You could buy homes. Mobile homes could be in there. They're all valid. An option. See, the devil wants us in one place forever because he's not omnipotent. Omnificent. He's not everywhere. He's not all seeing. He's not everywhere. He only has to be what his, where his fellow demons are, fellow angels, and his children. The, those that are still the lost can see him. Um, so he wants us tied to one location. He wants us set in one place that we never make waves. We never... Uh, Make a move. It's just like, it's all about him. It's all about, dang. I guess these messages were sermon level. Going long again. I'm going to end it right now. I'm going to close it out. Um, that's why he's got his people in the government in positions when car, vehicle registrations, automotive registrations, and there's one more I can't remember. Okay, I'll just say that one right now. In driver's licenses. When they first came out back in the early 1900s, the early 21st century, they were not tied to a physical earthly address. Vehicle registration, when they initially came out, um, they were, the government was attesting, okay, you just paid that little nominal fee, um, to say, okay, the government is agreeing with you that you are the owner of the vehicle. Because people were going out, they were giving money, and then they were, became a scrupulous. They needed more money. He says, you know what? No, you never gave me money. I tell you, I want, I want the car back. So now the government is coming in the testing to say, okay, yeah, that was your car. Don't have to be. I can't attest to where it's at. Now it's tied down. It's tied down with excise taxes. It's tied down with they, it. Be kept it became, I don't, found a year of that one. I just found a year earlier. Same thing with driver's licenses. Because people were getting in accidents and when more and more cars came on the road, um, they weren't tied to a physical address. That whatever state you lived in, abided in, that means to say, okay, you have been properly trained. You know, there is a test involved to say, you know, okay, yeah, you know how to make a turn properly. Yeah, that ain't being enforced any longer. You know, Turn signals required to help the other drivers out to say, I'm merging over, but it's no longer being enforced because now it's, you know, lawlessness is being rewarded. The law that's first rewarded is God's law is no longer superseding everything else. God's law is not over everything on this world currently right now except for genuine believers in Jesus Christ. That his law is above all things and that's the one we obey. He is the one we obey. Him first. 
and we're going to be given more and more of that choice to make. Uh, the longer he tears before he takes us out of the way. But now the devil is getting ready to put, he's got storage cities that are getting ready so when he can, he manifests himself through that person of Antichrist that will rule as president, prime minister, you know, I don't know what title he'll have because genuine Christians ain't going to be here the way you properly study scripture. Um, we're being taken out of the way, but it's when the Spirit of God is taken out of the way, He's in us, and we're in Him. So when He gets pulled out, genuine Christians are going to be pulled out with Him. That's clear. Those who study the scripture correctly, and not through culture, not through the love of money, not through the flesh, but when we're in the Spirit, when we're listening to Jesus Christ, we're learning to live in Him, and we want to know His ways and His ways only. When any Christ is going to do it, He's going to put everybody in one place, because that's the way He manages the people. He has to put what He can see, what's in front of Him. So, I'm sure there's understanding on that one. So, God sees everything, whether it's light or dark. There is no darkness in Him. He hears everything. We can think, well, we turn off the light, we're secretly, we're quiet, you know, you know, my people don't know, I'm having sex outside of marriage, it's just like my mama and daddy, you know, you know, that, uh, I had sex outside of marriage and, you know, at a young age, it's something God does. It's be, that's why when we speak the wrong word, we can think, you know, we think it's behind closed doors on the computer, um, we look at something we're not supposed to, God, saw it and he wasn't pleased with it but that's why he gave Jesus Christ the second force we have a way out our sins can be washed away in a heartbeat in one snap one split second we can be saved and be right with God that means we'll never make another mistake no but first John reminds us we have an advocate now we have our attorney that's eternal we're going to be with him and in him. He suffered and died for us. We can come to confess him. Unbelievers, you're going to go to him but until you ask him, Lord, I need you. I need you as Lord and Savior. I need you to save you right now. Don't necessarily do that word. When the Spirit of God comes upon you, the Spirit of God convicts you, the Spirit of God's going to give you the words to say before God. It may be something similar. There's no such thing as a sinner's prayer. We can't tell somebody what to say because more likely all they're doing is repeating you. Make sure God is leading them and leading us. Don't just say, well, I'm saved because, you know, this pastor, this minister, uh, evangelist says, I got to say these words. Just saying words is believing with a heart. You know it. We all know, you know, that sec, well we may not know, we may not remember the day the older we get with the Lord, because that's a split second. That's all it takes. Cause God is not a t- time constraint. God, God's eternal. We're not yet eternal bodies yet. We're not yet, these bodies are not eternal. This earth is not eternal yet. It's gotta be, it's gonna be redone. We are in the process of being transformed. God is removing belief, the stuff that's in us. The junk that we, you, he accepted not to keep. There's gonna be some stuff that goes as, you see that thing over there? It needs to go away. It's been displeasing 
I saved you because of who you are, because you believe in me, you accepted me. But he's not going to keep stuff in our life that's dangerous to us. More likely, he's not going to say, give up a spouse. Matter of fact, I know he won't. He's going to say, I need you to pray for that spouse. I need you to love her the way I love you. I need you to love him the way I love uh, I, I love you. And pray for him. Go in your closet. Just lift him up. Forgive him. Forgive her. Love him. There may be, it may be even abusive. God knows how to keep that abuse away until he works into their hearts. It comes down to do we trust God? Do we need, if you're looking at a big house, you're looking at a decision, God, remove the debt from those that are tied up. Let, let them come to that place of confession and repentance before you say, God, I stepped out ahead of you. If this is the house you want, you could have easily made provision. You could have had the owner, perhaps. These are just examples that I've witnessed and uh, as I go about. You could have easily brought, had the owner bring it down and then provide the money. George Mueller built probably, in today's value, probably a million dollars in buildings with no debt. God says, what I want you to do with it, I'm going to provide the money. It took two years when the first building was made, I just read but all the money was paid. He brought architects in there and said, You know what? God put upon my heart. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and draw out these buildings. So the kids will be safe. The kids will be in here. Have a place to sleep and eat and be and learn. Education. Everything was right there. They were considered homeless. A lot of times because they, you know, back then, 200 something years ago uh, or so, <coughs> Because that was back in the 1800s, obviously. Just as bad now. But now, the government takes them. But now, the government is taking kids from poor people. That is no more scripture. That's the devil doing that. Just because a person has a child and they're poor, does not mean uh, they still can't be parents. Money has nothing to do with it. It's whether you're right with God. God will provide the resources. God will provide the funding. Mr. Mueller and brother George and his wife never owned no property, never had no debt at all. The matter of fact, they never had a riches in the money. George's dad did. He was extremely wealthy for that time. He didn't. He misused money before he came to Jesus, before God saved him. They walked every single day by faith, trusted in God. The scripture says we are to walk by faith, not by sight. Somewhere we've lost that and God's displeased. And he wants to bring us back to that. He wants to be the example of what it is to trust him 100% to live by faith and to walk by faith. People need to see that. People need to see it in the church of God. We are one. Ask God to remove the debt. Oh, it's going to hurt. It's going to sting. When he removes stuff that's displeasing to him, it's going to sting us in the fleshy nature at first. But eventually, we're going to realize it over our eyes when he takes the scales off and says, Ah, oh, it was such a bonding. Then when you can see, then he'll flow through us. Right now, all this stuff hinders us from preaching the gospel, to speaking the gospel to those that are right in front of us. Some will receive. So we just keep praying for him. God soften our heart. Make him receptive to the gospel. Boom. And then at the right time, 
in God's timing, their hearts going to be so soft that when they hear the gospel, it's, you're right, I need them. Can we ask them right now? Yeah, let's go. Okay, if you're on the way, stop. The, if you're driving, pull over the car. Pull over the car side, we'll find a place, park a lot, whatever. Uh, present them the gospel. And then you're going to watch. God's going to draw them in and save them. Right before your eyes. Uh, wipe your eyes before you start driving again because you'll both be crying. <laughs> Pray with them right there. God will give you the prayer. And then encourage them and bless them if they need a church. Prayfully help them to find out where God wants them to be. While you're waiting, if you're the, if you're the Bible preaching church, full Bible preaching church, not partial, wants to, wants to obey every part of the Bible from front to back, back to front, middle, out, in, out. The whole words. Genesis to Revelation. All of it. If they're only preaching the New Testament, run from that church. Because their pastor's not right with God. But then pray for them. If they're only preaching the Old Testament, run quicker. Oh, no, 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 just run, period. Get away from there, too. If they're not preaching the whole Word of God, the whole counsel of God, that's the counsel. If, when they give counsel, are they giving it based on the flesh? Or are they giving it based on what God says? Do they go to God before they give you counsel? Those are the counsels you want. If they're just basing it on their years of wisdom, fleshly wisdom, don't even go to them for counsel. Because that counsel is just going to be temporary. So again, that's the evilness and the deceptiveness of that. And how Satan uses this to... Bind us up. Now there's nothing that, there's no temptation that Saint can bind us with that, uh, Almighty God cannot deliver us from. Uh, and he, he'll even take us through the consequences that will result because we chose to, uh, do our own way, do our own thing with God. But it all boils down to, first of all, is Jesus your Lord and Savior? Are you on His nail path? Or, or Satan's Broadway, you can be saved right today. Just ask God to, God, save me. Just certain bullet points. God will give you the prayer. He'll, he'll lay it upon your heart when your heart's soft and receptive to it. If, if you are receptive to it, remember, God came down in the form of His, his Son, Jesus Christ, for one purpose only, to proclaim repentance for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He is the kingdom of heaven. Eternal life. He wants to make, he wants to restore your relationship with Him. Um, God through Jesus Christ, by the Holy Spirit. Suffering and dying on the cross. He was flogged, flesh was ripped out, beard was ripped out, hair was probably even ripped out. He was nailed to the cross, old Roman, rugged Roman cross, um, which is the worst form of, uh, supposed to be reserved for the vilest of criminals. Um, worst form of punishment ever on the face of this earth, and I don't even think it's used anymore. Uh, and it shouldn't be used. That's more vile than anything Hitler even would, thought of during his short reign. Um, he was buried. A brand new tomb. Wasn't even his. It was Joseph of Arimathea's. Rich man. He gave it up. He says, Let Jesus be buried in it. Third day he rose again. By his own power. By the power of God. No human came in and moved a stone that took several Roman guards, well, well trained, to move over. With disciples that were predominantly fishermen, tax collectors, and whatnot, uh, and then forty days later, 
he returned back to heaven. And he's coming again soon. He's coming in the clouds at the shout, the last trump. Taking, he'll take you away. He'll save you right now. John chapter 9 and 10. Confess with your mouth and believe with your heart. That's the repentance. Look towards God. Look towards Jesus Christ. The person, the person of Jesus Christ. He was 100% human, whatever that. Believe in Him today. I pray for those who got saved, Father God. I pray that, uh, then at that point, that you will, He will grow in you, birth in you, Himself, birth in you, a hunger to know Him more and more every day, above everything, above family, above it. He becomes Lord and Savior in every area of your life. He puts, He resets the order. May He reset the order in your household. May He be Lord and Savior of the household. May He save, uh, your spouse, if you're married, may he save uh, your children, may he save your parents, may he save your co-workers, and each and every one of them. May he reset back his order over your entire life. May he bless you, uh, may he continue to meet every need, again, and may he pour his spirit through you, his living water through you, and where everything that he gives you, provides you, may it pour through you. To help those that are in need all around you. Out there. May they see him through you in each and every day. In Jesus name. Amen. Love you all. Sorry for going long.